Hey Melissa. Hi, how are you going? Good, but awesome. Okay, so I'm going. Can you hear me? Okay. Yep. Awesome. Hi everybody, and welcome to another episode of Basil Hooper Chats with live version. And we had a bit of a false start earlier uh, with the gremlins trying to work this out, but we're back live. And so uh, last week I uh, did it, my first live episode of Super Chats with for International Day of People with Disabilities and quite a few people listened to it and found it interesting. So I thought I'm going to do it live again. And this week I am joined by Melissa Stair from Access Advisor Australia, who I had a, a chat with yesterday about her business and it was such an interesting um Interesting chat that I wanted to have. Uh, I wanted to have Melissa back on to, on the podcast today to chat and yeah, to share with everybody. Uh, so hi, Melissa. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No, welcome. Um, so just introduce yourself um, and yeah, let let the listeners know uh, who you are and what you do, etc. Yeah, sure. Um, look, well, yeah, as you said, my name is Melissa Steer. Um, I live in, in Melbourne, Victoria. Um, the, the company uh, that we're, we're talking about that you mentioned is Access Advisor Australia. Um, the, the company came about uh, approximately sort of four years ago. Uh, the, sorry. A little bit. Apologies. Hello. Yeah, it's a little bit better. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, so, yeah, the, the company was founded in, in two, 2015. I, um, the, the inception of it was all due to a wonderful man over in the UK, Rob Trent. Um, I was just spending some time on Twitter one evening and I had seen uh, a tweet that he had made in relation to his company, Access Advisor UK. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I just saw it. I, th- I went on, had a look on his website. I thought it was a fantastic resource uh, for people with disabilities, for people with accessible needs all across the UK. And I remember replying just saying, this is a really great platform. I love what you're doing. I know plenty of people in Australia that would benefit from having a resource like this. Um, and and at that time, I, I went looking myself for what was available, and and there was it was very limited in the sense that there wasn't a an Australian wide platform. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was a few days later he responded. We chatted a little bit, and then he eventually one night wrote back to me and said, "Well, why don't you do something about it?" And yeah. that had to be one of the most challenging comments I've ever read. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I'm a, I'm a pretty stubborn person, naturally. I, I couldn't come up with an argument. Um, you know, the typicals are, I've got no time, I've got no money. Um, how would I even do this? I don't know what I'm doing. How would I start? Yeah. And that, that, that's really, it was, it was a scary proposition. I remember talking to my husband about it, just saying, I'm not sleeping. This is frustrating me. What do I do? And he just said, look, you, you can do it. Give it a shot. Why wouldn't you? If you know it can impact and change one one person's life for the better, then what's your, what's your excuse? Um, so so then that was sort of the, the birthing process of Access Advisor Australia. And it's it's been a, a slow and steady pace. I, I do have a, a full-time job. This is sort of my, my passion on weekends and nighttime. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, look, it's it's 
it's been a fantastic journey to this point and I expect it to continue to be. I've met some pretty incredible people out of it, heard about wonderful experiences and been able to um, make some pretty pretty fantastic connections with people. Um, and being a part of something that is even just my little my little square in my world of um, increasing awareness for inclusivity and accessibility is something that I am naturally passionate about. Um, my husband and I have a, a background of more than 15 years in the healthcare industry in the, in the sectors across many areas of that sort of fall under that, you know, disability word in mm -hmm. that sense. Um, so to be able to be a part of something that, that can impact for the positive is, is something that definitely drives me. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So can I ask what, um, what got you both into the disability sector in the first place? Mm, yeah. Um, look, my, my husband previously going years back, uh, yeah. sort of 20 years back has always been in, in healthcare. He was in, worked for a physiotherapy company, um, predominantly in, in sales, uh, senior management positions. And, um, and I've always sort of had a, an uh, administration background, bookkeeping, that sort of thing. So when we moved to Melbourne, uh, must be about 15, 16 years ago now, I believe, we, um, uh, eventually uh, bought a, a healthcare company. Predominantly at that time, the main sectors were aged care and hospitals. Um, and so over the over the years, we've it, it's definitely grown more into the residential sector, um, especially with NDIS coming on board years ago. Yes. Mm. Um, and even now, more so as well. There's the you know the SDA arm as well. So. Um, we've always sort of had that that history and involvement in the sector, but um, for for me personally, my my favourite part of the, of the business has always been the the residential and connecting with people in the community, um, getting to see the impact that mm -hmm. through the services we provide, the care, the consideration that we've been able to give to the clients, carers, stakeholders as well um, has been my absolute highlight because you get an immediate response, you get an immediate gratification that you are actually helping them do exactly what they want to do and yeah. you're finding a solution. We can't always find a solution and then, you know, if we can be a little part of that, that's fantastic. But if we can give them one little part of a solution that they need for for an everyday challenge, then, yeah, I've always sort of thought of it as um, very privileged, I suppose, yeah, in a absolutely. lot of ways. Very yeah. privileged. You know, these people welcome us into their homes and allow us an opportunity to invest in them and and be a part of their journey and that's not something that I take lightly at all. So, yeah, that's lovely, yeah. I love, I love hearing that. Mm, it's mm, just, yeah. I, I like it's I guess like being a person with a disability like yeah you come across some people that I guess you can tell when they're just in it sort of uh I guess for the money side of things just a job yes yeah, yeah. and yeah with exactly just as a job whereas mm. like having coming across people like yourself that are doing it because you love it um mm. that's like that really 
makes a, ho- a whole lot of difference. Something mm. interesting that we were talking about yesterday that I've, I wanted to talk about today was um, mm. we were talking about um, how going to businesses and having that conversation about them, about their business mm. not being accessible. Like, and, yes. and we were talking about how, like, as a person with a disability, I find it hard having those conversations because I get the it's too expensive. And so obviously yes. I mean for myself as an individual and I guess because of the of my experiences in the past, I think, okay, so I'll just leave it because I, I don't want to be a burden Mm. You know, that's mm. that, maybe that's not every, but that, that's my experience. So yes. it, it's interesting, like, because we were talk, talking about how you, as a person with a disability, without a disability, mm. have, like, you're able to have sort of different conversations. So um, I'd love to hear, like, mm. you know, tell everyone about what's been your experience and how you've gone about, like, that, those conversations. Mm, mm, yeah, well, I, I remember it was actually quite enlightening to me when you said that you you have experienced a situation where you've been speaking to someone and, and talking about accessibility and, you know, what they consider making some changes and, and giving that bit of positive feedback in that sense. And it, from their perspective, they were sort of making it just about you. And yeah. that was, uh, that actually sort of blew my mind a little bit. I was like, whoa, why would they assume that, that you're just there all about you? You're, you're there because you know what the impact can actually truly mean. Mm. It's not just about you as an individual. It's, it's every person that has to deal with any accessible needs. So yeah. why would they just singular, uh, you know, address it on that level as an individual person? That's not right. So, um, I would have to say through some of the conversations that I have and, and as I said yesterday, the where I have found, I suppose, um, the most hesitation is predominantly in, in hospitality, to be honest. It's mm-hmm. the cafes, it's the restaurants where if I have that discussion with them about have they considered uh, having a, a consultant go in and, and do an audit or just even uh, review where their accessibility needs could be improved, yeah. they immediately, without even asking questions, without even wanting further understanding, or education around any of that, mm. they immediately go, oh, no, we can't afford it. No, yeah. we, we, we possibly can't afford it. My thought is, wait, wait, I didn't even say anything else. All I'm saying is if, if you're going to be a listing on the site or if someone wants to go visit your restaurant or cafe, they want to know, from my experience anyway, yes, they want to know that they are going to be welcomed just the same as anyone else through mm. that door, that you yeah. are not going to look at them and do a huff and a puff <laughs> and go, well, we don't know where we're going to put you. Yeah, um, yeah. I've heard of those stories and I have witnessed that happening yeah. to a friend before and and, and it bothered me. It really, I mean, you know, uh, she's a beautiful human. She was very almost, it's sad, but she was used to it. So for her, she was just like, don't worry about it. And me, yeah. I was I was offended. I was like, doesn't that annoy you? Aren't you offended? And she said, don't worry about it. It's, it's fine. It happens all the time. <laughs> um, and yeah. I just, it, that for me is really frustrating because they, they, they're not doing it intentionally in the sense that there's malice attached to it. Yeah. I understand that there's just 
the lacking of awareness from their part or education. I, I do understand and I accept that. I think what's the disheartening thing for me is when you try to, you know, create that monologue of using those those keywords when the minute you say accessible yeah. or disability access, anything like that, those words, it's almost like I feel they physically clamour up. Ah, yes, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like, wait, 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 where did you go? Hold on. You know, all of a sudden they, there's a distraction in the back, the coffee machine's going or someone needs them and it's like, wait, hold on. You don't realise that you are missing out on such so many fantastic patrons coming through your door. And if you're here for customer service, you're here to make, uh, let people experience your great food and your great custom, then why are you excluding other people? Why aren't you here for everyone? Um, Yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, that's been my experience, definitely. Look, on the whole, you know, you can generalise and I, I don't, you know, it's not good to do that. But on the whole, I would say predominantly it's been, hospitality um, and, you know, when it's it's more um, accommodation, uh, event places, uh, facilities where, you know, you've got um, cinemas, libraries, um, they're a little bit more on board and they're interested yeah. and and which, which I really implore and I want to keep encouraging. Um, I would like to see, you know, councils and um, and major funding bodies get on board to actually start to put a little bit of, you know, pressure is a bit of a negative word, I suppose, but pressure is good sometimes. We need it. And yeah, I, I, yeah you know, I've, I don't know, you sort of wa- worry sometimes about offending or being too aggressive or, but the reality yeah. is if, if these establishments, if society aren't challenged, if they aren't going to be accountable for, for their lack of of education or understanding or even desire to have a little bit of change and learn more, then yeah. when will they ever? They won't. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I don't know how you feel, but I I sometimes think, oh, you know, I, I you should be accountable. If that's really your opinion, then please put it on your door so everyone knows that when yes. they come through that door that you have chosen not to make your facility accessible to everyone. Yeah, yeah. That you a- have... Yeah, that you believe that, you know, that that ramp is going to cost too much and that's not worth it to make sure that the family that does have a a person with accessible needs Mm. or the the person that does uh, require the wheelchair, they can't get in. Put that on your door and then see how good you feel because (laughs) apparently that's, you know, so I... I know that sounds a little bit gruff, but um, I'm passionate about it. Yeah, yeah. I just, I really want change. Doing. Yeah, that's effectively what they're doing. I mean, and they don't. I guess they don't think of it that way. Well, they don't think of it that way. No. Um, but I, I was thinking. I remember uh, we spoke about a particular restaurant that I went to yesterday. Mm. That we spoke about yesterday. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I won't go into details about that too much. But yeah, there was mm. um, another one I thought of as we, you were just speaking before, and yep. it was interesting. Um, went along with mum, my, my mother and her friends, I think it was, yeah, and we went to this restaurant and mm. this restaurant doesn't exist anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But the, um, got, got there and, they, and the waitress comes up. I'm in the front of this group, so I'm like smack banging in front of her 
anyway, um, she's like, she looks around, she goes, oh, a table for four. And then mum goes, no, five points to me. And then she's like, oh, I didn't see her there. I'm, like, I'm right <gasps> in front of her. And she's like, oh, I didn't see her there. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Yeah. See, and I'm sure that wasn't, that just would have been, you know, state of mind, just wouldn't have even considered what she was actually yeah, saying at that yeah. time. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, from the other end, I don't, I don't think, you know, how do you say that without straight away going, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. That was very rude of me. <laughs> and, and she um, didn't, like, she just, like, it was just, uh, it was just been something she just said and that, was, like, she didn't even think of it. So, yeah. yeah. Mm. Like, Hopefully she walked off and was embarrassed. <laughs> I'm hoping yeah. that's what she did. She walked away and mostly said, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully. I think my mother sort of gave her a look. I can't remember. That was a while ago. Yeah. So I can't remember, but, yeah. It was, oh, I'm sure your mum did because if, if that was my child, no matter how, what age they were, I would have yeah. given a look for sure. <laughs> yeah, so, like, those kind of things have happened. But, mm. um, yeah, so it's, it's and, and, like, I guess, like, for now as well, like, with COVID, for going through, um, I went shopping the other day for Christmas and it was the first time mm-hmm. I'd been to any, uh, any shops since before March. Yes, and yeah. I found that interesting, like, going through Kmart, um, and Target and how they were not crowded, like as in, so you know how like you got all the racks and all that stuff. Yes. Normally yeah. like, you know, they'd be close together and stuff and there was like whole areas where there was barely anything there and, that, I mean, mm. I can, they're doing that for social distancing. Um, yes. But, yeah, for me it was just like, oh, cool, you know, lots, lots of room to move around. So Yeah, yeah, this is great. that are happening at the moment. That mm. I know will go back to normal, unfortunately. But they're yeah, actually, I was just yeah. thinking that. I'm sure you're. I mean, it sort of puts you in the mindset to go. Well, if if it was possible and doable yeah. for COVID, then yes. why isn't the cause of making sure you're inclusive throughout mm. your your store? Why isn't that an important reason for keeping it that way anyway? Yeah, absolutely. You can obviously do it and why wouldn't you keep it that way to say, you know what, we're going to stand up and say we've noticed that this is this has been beneficial and we're going to continue to do this to support full inclusivity throughout our store to make it easy. So yes. then you can easily get around and not worry about, you know, clipping the side of a of you know uh, shelving or um, knocking <laughs> anything over that you can comfortably just go shopping on your own and not worry about getting in between aisles yeah exactly um, yeah oh. <laughs> and it like, would be I, nice to think that they would but I even love like going through clothes shops and like you know so the clothes racks are also close together and then mm-hmm. they're like they're giving you dirty looks as you go through that like you know because you're touching the clothes and it's like well yeah <laughs> um, not, not much yeah. you can do it's like you could they could change they could do something different exactly that would be nice. like it's yes. always about and, and that's the, that's been the interesting thing um mm. is the society things like um there's the whole medical model of disability which i spoke about before which mm. we now think about the social model of disability and mm-hmm. and that's it so you can see that people are still stuck in their way of thinking that that you know the person with the disability is like is the problem yes and yeah yeah money at the but guess what like these mm. are the stores like i actually do spend money at yeah 
Yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting. I was talking uh, to um, Braden earlier. Um, he's he's one of my sons, and mm-hmm. and I was saying, and um, I was actually reflecting on some of our conversation yesterday, and just how there were so many, like listening to your prior podcast that you did last week. There were so many little nuggets of information for me that out of you know an hour of speaking to you without us knowing, if we allow ourselves, it injects this little bit of, of knowledge and the little seed gets planted and it grows and yeah. you start to see things so differently. Yeah. And I love that. I love talking to people and my mind, you know, you get that little shift. Your perspective is sitting here because this is the bubble that I've been living in. But when I speak to someone and they plant that little seed, I'm like, whoa, okay, that's just changed my whole perspective. Now I'm seeing it actually in such a different way that I know every time I walk forward now, that's, I'm, I'm seriously changed with my thought process. And, um, and even hearing that, even hearing you say that yesterday, it was, and that again, it was the same thing with me, hearing mm. you say that about that podcast. Mm, mm. I was like, oh wow! I didn't actually. I mean, I these know. are two, but I, you know, I just ramble on. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. No, was, it was so true. When I was listening to it, I just, um, yeah. you know, as I said to you, that it, it wasn't the 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 meaning behind what you were talking about, but you yeah. initially, when I first got the goosebumps, it's when you were talking about, you know, the having a, a person with a, a disability in senior management and you were expressing that, that it's not very common because typically people know and make those assumptions around a person with a disability that they're susceptible to yes. illness. Yeah. And that just, when I heard that, I was like, Yes, yes, of course, mm. yeah, I, that, that's nothing that I'm surprised to hear. But mm. what it then sent me on the trail of was, but look at where you are now. Mm. Look at where you've gone now. Knowing that you've had to come through that, mm. what you've been able to achieve, and that's like we were chatting yesterday, yes. is how many people in your situation and circumstance are in that same situation, wanting, desiring, knowing they are damn capable, knowing they're deserving, mm. but cannot find a way to break through that ceiling because yeah. they know they're going to be interpreted as a lesser value person mm. than the person that's maybe sitting across from them that doesn't have the disability. Yeah, and it was you only know. it was only for me. It was like having a nervous breakdown and knowing that I couldn't mm. have that situation that I'd that um, had resulted in a nervous breakdown. Mm. And it was from that I was just like, okay, so I need to do this now. Uh, Like I've got no choice. I've got got to do this now. And Mm. then, yeah, as I've sort of progressed since uh, starting the business in 2019, like originally I was going to do it so that everything was online. Uh, Mm. There was no talking to people. It was all going to be (laughs) on email or whatever. Uh, And then, yeah, then then I started to realise, no, I actually need to start talking because Mm. as you were saying yesterday, it's it's a slow process to get people to understand what they Mm. need to change. isn't just a matter of saying this is what you need to change. It's about explaining to people why it needs to be changed and that is a mm. that's a slow process so yeah when I was yeah. like okay so I'll just bite the bullet and yeah so I've certainly yeah they like even like podcasts you know 
Yes. Certainly something I wouldn't have even considered doing, say, like. Cheap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you, but you're doing it. And that's that's the, the brilliant stuff. Sometimes we don't realise how far we've come. Mm-hmm. And I feel personally myself that um, our society, whether it's the Australian way, we don't allow reflection for ourselves to look at the brilliance within what we can achieve yeah. as the individual, um, you know, and, I, and I'm sure there's many people that, you know, they get boxed in for different reasons, not even if if they're a person with a disability. There's, there's areas where, whether it's a sector in your industry, your family, friends, you get boxed in and we sometimes fall for that trap. We go with it. Um, I'm, I'm definitely a person that has done that. So I'm, you know, at this stage, especially with this journey with Access Advisor Australia of just stretching myself, allowing myself to sort of um, step into that fear a little bit more and, and not listen to what I perceived was the box where I needed to fit in, mm-hmm. um, just stepping out a little bit more. And I I suppose it's, it's something that is really important to... Um, to speak about in a way because even yourself yesterday when I was talking about you and your achievements, mm. it's it's interesting how um, how shy we get about <laughs> being upfront yeah. and honest, isn't it? It's like that. Think about all those things. What you have got, what you yes, with your 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 company, what you're achieving is fantastic. Your consulting, um, you know, what you advocate is is fantastic. But there's also the whole left side there where the impacting, you know, for example, young teenagers. If there's kids mm. going through school, um, you know, guidance counsellors, what are they telling those those young students what they're yes. able to do, what they're able to achieve? Are they telling them based on what they can physically see, what they physically view, mm. or are they choosing to, to in, allow them to search and dream for themselves in that sense? Because um, sometimes we don't. We don't do that, so allowing that sort of platform as well is 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 great. I think. Yeah. Um, but you know, if in the sense of of getting out there, advising, you know, educating, it's mm-hmm. one of the things uh, as well. We keep talking about it, but in our discussion yesterday, is the amount of the amount of people in the industry that haven't had exposure, actual on the ground mm-hmm. exposure. Um, with working around supporting, caring for people with disabilities, but they've been trained to do it and without without the experience of considering seeing the person talking to the person instead of preference focusing on the disability, mm-hmm. um, getting to know what that person wants, what they want to do for the day, where they want to go, where they want to visit, do they want to travel, and then working towards that um, instead of focusing on the actual disability that's in play, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. um, Through some of your methodologies that you've used when you are doing your consulting, what what have been the main barriers that you have found when you're talking and, and educating people? So um, I guess looking at what I do, so I guess, yeah, so I, I do a range of different things. So I do speaking um, for uh, to businesses um, mm. 
and I'm just sort of trying to think because there's different barriers in different um, different areas. But I guess mm. um, I guess throughout my consulting, so what I do with the consulting is I help businesses identify. I, I, I consult, I call it the disability space. So I consult mm. with businesses who do things in the disability space. Um, so not necessarily disability sector um, businesses, but they are yeah. some of my clients. So, um, and I'm ba- about helping them identify ways, uh, identifying where they need to improve to help them do what they're doing to make sure it's as effective mm-hmm. as possible because the mm-hmm. end goal is helping people with disabilities. So for me, I'd say the barriers that I've identified through those, the common barriers that have come up through that would be that uh, it's a lack of, there's a, uh, the plan, I guess they're lack of planning. So um, mm. not knowing what the, um, yeah, identifying exactly what the needs are of the people um, for them to be able to do what they need to do. Um, so, for example, it could be um, if you've got, uh, a, say, for example, a, a committee, so a group of people that have to meet to advise on, on things, uh, making sure that they've all got access to um, the technology uh, mm-hmm. that's required for them to be able to do that. As, as well as um, identifying um, sort of, yeah, so basically looking at who, look at also if you're looking at inductions, for example, making yes, sure yeah. that the inductions, not that just the induction is done, but make sure the induction is effective and that people have actually learned something from that induction. So it's, when you so when you follow those things up at the early stage, <coughs> yep. Excuse me, one second. Yep. <clears throat> okay, sorry. All right, so yeah, when you follow things up. <coughs> oh man, my throat's going. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, when. Well, <coughs> oh man, I don't know how radio announcers do that. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, basically looking at things at the very beginning to make sure that everything from that point onwards is going to yeah. go as smoothly as possible. Otherwise, there's things come up later on and people have missed out on being able to do things, um, yeah. missed, out on, um, missed out on being able to provide feedback about things because they haven't had the access to it. So there's all these just these little things that people need to think of mm. and it's really about getting it done in the in the early process, um, even like we say with the disability service provider. Um if they can get things done, it's the same mm. thing. If they can get things nutted out at the very beginning of yes. either on uh, taking of a client um, or onboarding of a new staff member um, for the for, to do disability support work, if they can get those things um, ironed out at that stage, that then will mean that there's not there's very little um, little chance for issues to arise later on down the track yeah 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 no that's um that's cool i i am and i imagine through your experience that you've had up until now there there must be some points are they i mean i'm making assumptions here so, yeah but i imagine there must be some points where do you shake your head do you sort of go really are we really <laughs> i mean this is 2020 like are we really here 
Yeah, absolutely. Like, and okay. that, I'm good to know. Good to know that because I'm thinking, geez, I hope so. I'm assuming <laughs> so because I do it all the time. I'm, oh, I I'm like, really, people, come on. Yeah, I tell you what, like, it's just, it's fr- like, <laughs> it's frustrating because, like, accessibility and inclusion and all like those, these buzzwords they're thrown mm-hmm. around. Um, yeah. So they're like, you know, they're a hot topic. Um, yeah. And so you would think that because they're a hot topic, that disability and all, and all of those accessibility, inclusion, all that kind of stuff mm. would be at the front of mind of everything and it's not. So it's like mm. why are we even talk? Why, why are we having all these comments? What's the point? Yeah. Like, and I get to, I get like, what's the point of having all these conversations if um, nothing's going to be done about it? So mm, mm. Uh, that, that really frustrates me. And like I got to a, um, there was a, a, pod, um, a LinkedIn Live the other day between uh, Brie Gorman of Brie Gorman Consulting and also and Christina Ryan from the Disability Leadership Institute mm-hmm. and Christina was talking about how we are people with disabilities are forty years behind. Now this is really yeah, forty years behind women when it comes to equality, and ten years behind Aboriginal people when it comes to equality. So, and I'm I'm forty three, so I'm thinking, well, that's been my whole life. So, what's yeah. the whole point of this thing? if it's, we're not going to get to equality. So, you know, so I had a day of like, oh, you know, what's the point of this? I might as well just give it up. Um, and then it was like, well, no, that's why we need to keep, keep continuing on. Like yeah. people with disabilities, civil, like the disability rights movement's been going on since the 60s, which I was privileged enough not to not, not to know until mm. this year when Crip Camp came out. Um and yeah, like I was, I was just very naive about the whole disability, um, I guess, disability movement mm. until like you know seeing people like Stella Young. Um, prior to that, I was just sort of like, you know, I just went through life. Okay, so this is what it's like. You know, <clears throat> mm. there's things going to happen. Just brush yeah. them off and, and move on. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So now yeah. it's like, okay, so I can see that, yeah. The work is still, unfortunately, vitally important. But I would love to get to a stage like we, you know, that there's talk about uh, an accessible um, and all all accessible playground or something like that in Mm. in my local area. And it's like, well, okay, how about we just? I'd like to get to a stage where we can just stop with the name of yeah. all inclusive or all abilities and, just and it say, just is yeah, yeah. It's, exactly. it's a playground you can go you don't have to search for it you don't have to look for it it is because yeah it is that's, it? that's the minimum standard yeah that is yeah. how we are inclusive yeah yeah it's to like determine it as inclusive mm. you just need to build it that way that's the minimum design exactly and so that's where mm. i yeah that's where I, I i don't know how long it's going to take for us to get to that point um, but yeah, that's that's the that's where I'd like things to go because I'm just yeah I guess so mm. like even I got to a stage where I was sick of like I didn't like the word disability um, yes and now I'm fine with it but yeah it's just like you know I, I'm, I'm I'm just a person yes I'm a person with a mm. disability but I'm just a person mm. uh, and, but yeah I mean I certainly I think differently of it now but yeah that was mm. just like why why is that that 
you know, a person with a disability, why is that necessary? And Yeah, why the yeah. label? Mm. It's mm. Even like, what what know, was the changing point? Um, so for me, um, mm. I guess... I remember going, it would have been like in my early, in my late 20s. Mm-hmm. Oh, I lose I lose track of time these days because. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it's an age thing. I think it's always going to One or the other. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it was basically, you know, I used to get really, 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 really shitty at people mm-hmm. saying, oh, you know, Ainsley disability, whatever, you know, I'm, or. I guess not shitty that they were saying that, but I was thinking, mm. oh, they're just thinking of me as Ainsley, the 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 girl with the disability, and so mm. yep. I was just me. Um, and so, but I think, and it wasn't till when I started just prior to the NDIS, I started to um, I was on this uh, lead bound food committee for Geelong, and mm. through that I met some other people with disabilities. Who, and I hadn't been in contact with people with disabilities for like for I don't know over ten years or so because you don't uh, after you finish at school you're not you don't go mm. to clinics or anything like that and so it wasn't and so yeah I guess I was um, I had been seeing for all, all these years like all this stuff about disability and it was just making me cringe so I was just wanting to separate myself from it. And yeah. then when I met people with disabilities, um, I was like, oh, okay. So it, it, and it started to think, oh, okay, well, it's actually not so bad. Like the yeah. idea, and I think it's just the way things are in the media, like presented mm-hmm. in the media. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I, d- I didn't want to be associated with that kind of thing that I was yeah. seeing in, the, in the, the negative stuff I was seeing in the media. But yeah. so once I got to know these people, I was just like, yeah, okay. So now I'm getting, I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which is great. I'm sure that that must have been, you know, sort of a nice revelation for you to have that that I suppose sense of peace with it. To go, yeah, it's not something I have to. It's like a love hate relationship. It's there. Yeah. But you don't like it, but now it's like it is what it yeah. is. And yeah. I think like the probably, I guess the probably the biggest thing was I was getting really so I was so sick. Of, well, okay, so. I think like back when I was working um, in the APS and like, you know, people would come up to me um, and they'd be like, oh, did you see this thing? And it was about an article about a person with a disability. And I'm like, no. And so they keep bringing things to me saying, I just see that person on the weekend. Like, and I'm like, no, just because I've got a disability doesn't mean I'm necessarily interested in everything disability and yeah, thought like yeah. now I am now it's like all consuming because of like yeah because of because of where, where we are with society but this was mm. me back in my early 20s I was just like well you know just because I've got a disability doesn't mean to need mean that I'm gonna like every mm. single thing about disability so I no. so that's where I was like okay just keep away from me about disability and that's where I think it yeah. all sort of and yeah. even like you know going through high school and um not being able to do certain subjects because they wouldn't give me the assistance that was necessary because it wasn't going to get me into a job that, that they just they desired they thought they was were boxing you in for yeah, yeah. exactly so it's all it was, so I didn't like disability because I didn't want, like being boxed and mm. yeah I didn't like what I thought people were thinking about me 
as a person with disabilities. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is interesting. That's what Braden said earlier. He said it's it's not the 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 actual disability itself that's the problem. He said that's mm. not what I see as a problem. He said the problem is society. Absolutely. They're the ones stopping people from doing what they want to do. They're the ones mm-hmm. disabling people from achieving, excelling, experiencing. Yep, is, society is doing this. It's it's got nothing to do with the person that does have whether it's you know we were talking yesterday which is so true and and absolutely prevalent is the invisible disability you know that can be just as just as much a barrier as as the visible but for for some reason you know we we have enough issue with the respecting and, and accepting the physical never alone understanding and learning more about yeah the the invisible um you know, and, and I know myself from even my own experiences and, and family members and, you know, I know how absolutely debilitating mental health can be and mm-hmm. and severe anxiety. It can be the difference between going out for a nice meal as a family to absolutely not because there's too much noise and it's yes. creating nervousness and anxiousness and it, it ruins the moment, you know, because we've had to be sitting right next to a door and people are coming in and out or, you know, there's there's all of those barriers that are created from the people that don't want to acknowledge or be um, be educated or even mm. stretch their mindset a little bit to go well hold on well look around you know if you if you're a restaurateur or a cafe owner why aren't you looking around going hmm yeah I really should I mean I should be welcoming everyone. Yeah. Everyone should get the same damn smile, the same yeah. arms open, going, welcome, come in, yes. please, make yourself, you pick the table. Where would you like to sit today? Exactly, yeah. So, and it's not about, like, doing anything extra for that for that person. It's about that just treating that person like you would anybody else mm-hmm. who comes in, yeah. Mm-hmm, yep, I remember, yep. I, I was Absolutely. thinking about, I was watching an episode of Ali G. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, Sasha Power Cohen thing. Yes. And yeah, it was um he went to a night it was in his character Bruno. Yeah, and he went to a okay. nightclub. Um yeah. and he's talking to this club, this nightclub owner, and he was taking the Mickey out of the nightclub owner because he the nightclub owner didn't realise it. Uh and he basically he asked this question. He goes, mm. Oh, um he actually he said something about like you know people in wheelchairs and the stairs and stuff, um, and he goes, "Oh, do you see many people with with, with disabilities here?" And the guy actually responded and said, "No, and I'd hope they wouldn't come here." And I'm like, "What?" Yeah. And I actually, I found the guy on Instagram. I thought I'd love to like talk to that guy, and I probably should find it again to say, like to have a discussion with him because I'm just yes. like. Hey, and it wasn't even like it wasn't a huge thing about it wasn't about disability at all, but it was just a flippant comment that he made, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. that's interesting." Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And so now I want to know, like, you know, if he had a conversation with someone with a disability, would mm. that change his mind, or you know, yeah. is he still steadfast about like you know having having a city at his um, nightclub? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because why, why, why not? You know, um, yeah. it, it's. It's no different to myself wanting to go out and enjoy music, mm-hmm. which which I love. I love music. I find it so therapeutic and 
um, I couldn't live without music in the way um, because it, I think it's it's such a great tool for any moment, you know. It can rev you up, it can calm you down, it can get you in a nice uh, moment of peace, especially yeah. when I'm driving in traffic. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, everyone should be able to experience a nightclub. It's It shouldn't matter. Um, but that's the whole mindset thing that, yeah, we've we've reflected on is is it needs to it needs to improve. We are we're tw- we're twenty twenty. What what the hell are people doing? Why aren't yeah, they stretching themselves? Right. Yeah. Why why does that cafe want to be the same damn cafe as it was three years ago? Improve yeah. yourselves. Get yeah. better. Do better. Yeah. Um. You know, accessible business is smart business. It is yes. because you're you're basically presenting to your local community to society that. You want to welcome everyone. You're not mm-hmm. just in this just for the, you know, persons without disability. You're in this for every human that wants to enjoy a damn good meal. That's what yes. you're in it for. Yeah. And with and and it goes for saying if they don't allow for access, then you're actually not in it for mm-hmm. those people as well. Don't say you are because you're not. No, um, exactly. One of my yeah. favourite restaurants, I will not say their name, I don't want to get in trouble, but I <laughs> love seafood. I do love seafood. Everyone knows me. I'm a seafood hog. Um, if it's around, I can sniff it a mile away. Um, I do love going there, but every time I have been there, one of my pet hates is, because it's the minimum requirement, of having a disabled toilet. Mm-hmm. To get to this toilet, you have to walk down a small alleyway it is inside the restaurant but Mm -hmm. it's sort of a little alleyway because they've got the fridges for the fresh seafood that you can buy and you go down around the in between the cabinet fridges and then the big floor fridges that they've got you have to squeeze in between there take a very sharp left turn and as you're about to go in that one apparent disabled toilet there are boxes there and I'm not quite sure why the hell the manager would ever assume someone, even on crutches, could get through there. Mm. My mother, if she had, you know, a walker, there's no way that she would be able to get through there. Yeah. Because I'm assuming for them it's not something they care about. It's not something they think about. And yeah. I think that's one of the biggest injustices of establishments is well, we know the minimum is providing a disabled toilet. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll create that bigger space toilet. We'll make sure we've got a grab rail there. Yes, that complies. Great, done. That's it. That's that's all they think about is that disabled toilet. There's definitely some that have, you know, ramps and, and full access, which is great, but I, I really over the next few years want to, want to um, you know, task... Uh, all Australian establishments to really look at themselves and go, what are we doing here? We need to yeah. improve this to make sure that, you know, that the tourism industry in Australia, not right now, I know, but it's massive, massive. Yeah. And, you know, even the international visitors and guests that come through our gateways normally, yeah. um, even the amount of those that do have do have a disability Mm-hmm. Um, they're missing out on beautiful parts of whether it be Melbourne, Sydney, Queensland, because it's just not considered an important factor, whether it be mm-hmm. a design process or it be after a refurb and retrofitting to allow. And yeah. 
you know, the, the argument to say you can't afford to do it now, well, it costs a lot more to do it afterwards. So maybe we should be really enforcing yeah, the message of considering it at design. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had some great discussions with um, a, a lady called um, Rachel Weimark. She owns a uh, building consultant company. She lives up in Townsville. And um, she's got 35 years' experience in the industry uh, across UK and Australia and um, building surveyor background. You know, she has some fantastic numbers that she can present to any business owner advising them of of the actual, you know, numbers of the benefits of doing inclusive design at design stage. Yes, you can do it afterwards, but if you do it now, if you think like this now and we all start to have that mindset to go, what are we doing here? What do we want to do in the sense of who are we inviting, who are we impacting, and put the design in place there, speak to the professionals, get a consultant mm-hmm. in get someone who understands that sector and then go with there instead of just throwing together a design and then they think of something afterwards and go, oh, yeah, we've got the bathroom, but we need to make a disabled toilet as well. So let's throw a few grab rails in. Mm. That's one of the most disappointing things to see establishments doing that because I just think you're missing missing the mark. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, like I've been to one venue um, and I was – Speaking to a, a friend yesterday about this as well in a presentation I did for a business, uh, I went, so this uh, building that we, we, we were into, um, mm. they had a disabled toilet, That's so that's wonderful. Um, but And then we were given a, a show around the area and then mm. to get up to another area with the print, where the printer was, there's a huge step there. And it's like, okay, so... Um, what are you going to do yes. about that? Because I can't get up there. You know, like people mm. got, people are having to help me up there, but, like, that's not the point. That's not, that's, like, mm. I, I love the people that are helpful, but I want to be able to do things without actually having to ask for help all the time. So, yeah, like, so talk about six months for a new ramp, or not, it, not that, but, yeah, like for a new ramp, but it's just funny to me that it was um, thought of as accessible just because the toilet was there. Uh, yes. And yet, they still yeah. had that. But yeah, one of the yeah. comments just come through, um, and I, I'm not sure if that that's your partner, um, who said anyone with a disability is still a consumer. Smart businesses can benefit significantly by catering and welcoming welcoming this demographic. Yeah. And that that, and I absolutely agree with that because one one thing, um, and I'm trying to find the figure at the moment, but I can't, can't quite find it. Mm. Is I think um, it's like. 1.3 trillion or this in the trillions of dollars um mm. at globally people with disabilities spent have spent that money so and even in geelong like um so i'm from geelong and mm. even geelong like you know if you think about it so technically so people with disabilities were 20 percent of the population and um i think in the 18 19 financial year mm. um uh, it was something like we would spend about $1.4 million, $1.4 million or something like this. I can't remember exactly what the figures are, mm-hmm. um, so don't quote me on it, but it's just showing that we actually spend a hell of a lot of money. So, and, yeah, we'd love to spend. And, I mean, even for me, <clears throat> it took me three months to find a hairdresser. Um, mm-hmm. Once my previous hairdresser 
uh, I could no longer access. Um, I'm yeah. not going to say names or anything. <laughs> but, yeah, so it took me three months to find another hairdresser that I could actually get into uh, yeah. physically because um, the, uh, I need I need a, a seat that can be removed from the, from the basin. Uh, yes. So I put my wheelchair and slide into the basin. And so many hairdressers do not have that. And that to me is just like, you know, at least at least one of those things should be. And I had a discussion with a hairdresser about that, who a, a man who owns a salon, and he explained about how, and it was like you and I were talking yesterday, it's about bodies <clears throat> that they, um, they buy the salon chairs and the basins based on how many they can get into the salon so that they can yes. have that many mm. clients. So yeah. it's just, and yet and at the same time, because of that, then they're excluded unintentionally because they're probably they're not even thinking about it, but they're excluding people like myself who cannot go there because of that reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the space thing, you know, uh, the, the space thing seems to definitely be an argument you know, I mean, that was a hairdressing salon, but I, I've definitely heard that in the accommodation sector because, you know, one of the things that was has been said to me is for them to allow for an accessible room, essentially they're adding, you know, a certain amount of feet on compared to the standard hotel room. So if they're, you know, looking at a development, they want 300 rooms in there. If they're going to allow for maybe, you know, 20, 30, say that 10%, they're going to allow for accessible rooms. Mm. They assume that is cutting into their margin because they, for those 30 rooms, they could essentially have an extra 45 of the standard. Oh, wow, okay. Mm. You know, so when you hear that sort of argument, mm. it, it's really hard to combat and and yes because and it makes into, sense doesn't it like yeah yeah you you sort of go yeah look I, I can see that I understand that yes. but what you also need to see is the value in allowing anyone and everyone exactly to, come to your hotel and if yes. you are known as that chain of hotels if you are known as as that type and and style of establishment where you are not just driven by that that figure, not just driven by how many people you can have. It's actually about how many people can come through your door that have the best experience with your hotel chain mm -hmm. instead of another one. It's it's such a difference, but it's a really hard argument to to come up against because yeah. you know in in their mindset, the the reality is they they are there to make money and. And, you know, typically in those situations, especially sort of corporate level, you're not talking with the person that's counting the dollars. You're not talking with the person that's got the wallet. You're talking to someone who is in a department that, you know, forwards on to another department and another department and it loses its its importance each time it gets transferred from one person's intent to another. So by the time the message is actually relayed to that person that counts the beans, um, it's it's not so important anymore. They go, hey, you know what, we're, we know we're doing this development. We've got shareholders to answer to. Um, you know, if it's publicly listed, you're already against it by, by that regard. But, you know, in saying that, I, I have seen that there is a shift in, in definitely some, some major uh, hotel 
um, corporations, which is really cool to see, really good to see across the country, across the world, globally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before the whole COVID thing, my husband and I did travel a bit with our business and um, across the UK and um, across Europe. And, and it is really cool to see some of the impact is actually it is hitting the ground. It is making a difference. They are mm-hmm. starting to change. Um, but, yeah, there are some times when I, I definitely, you know, I'm, I know I'm not impacted. I'm, I'm not, for those listening, I'm, I'm not a person with a, a disability. Um, I'm not impacted, but I am damn passionate about it because yeah. I'm, ever since I was young, it's, it's one of my pet, I'm a twin sister, actually. Uh, hello, Felicity. Um, <laughs> I'm number two, but the favourite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a very friendly joke we have regularly with our parents. Yeah. Um, I'm the favourite. Um, so, but ever since I was young, I I really struggled to accept a situation, an environment, a space, a person that that singles people out. I can't deal with it it really emotionally it upsets me it always has you know when you when you you know sports day and they're picking out who's on their team man Mm. I hated that I really did because I just I couldn't stand the last person if I was the last person I was really cool with it that's fine but to see someone standing there waiting to be picked (laughs) I still hate seeing that in my head because that just breaks my heart because what you're actually doing, that person is going through all these emotions of going, pick me, pick me, don't make me last, don't make me last, there's something wrong with me if you're going to make me last, you know. Yeah. Um, I hate that. It's a horrible yeah. thing. So, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I remember that from primary school. And Do you? I had yeah. some really cool teachers. It was interesting, um, you know, like after a few years, it's like, yeah, okay, I'm used to it. I get it. Oh, like, mm. you know, I'm not going to score your points or anything. Um, but like, I had a couple of teachers, and what they would do, like, um, yeah, so I think, like, you know, they do their normal picking, and then they'd get to a point and they'd say, okay, well, you need to choose out of these two at this point. So it was me, like, you know, they had to choose me and mm. not just at the end. So, I uh, yeah. thought that was pretty cool. And there was another one where we used to play. Do you remember the game Rounders? Yes, yes. Yes, I, I had to play. I hated that game. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that stupid piece of wood. Yeah. Um, so what I would do is like, as um, I have, you know, like I, th- I throw pretty crap. And even my partner at the moment, like, you know, yes. you throw the ball at me and, I'm, and I flinch. I'm just one of those kind of girls. Um, <laughs> that yeah. sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. So what, my, what, the, what the PE teacher would do is he'd get everybody to, say if I was throwing the ball, um, he'd get them all to turn around and put their head down between their legs and then try and bat it through their legs um, just so that, to make it difficult yeah. for them. Um, yeah, so yeah. Kind of, like, and I really, really appreciated that because otherwise yeah, it was just like, you know, just get me out straight away. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I've never been that type of person and I've always struggled with with elements that support that, whether mm-hmm. it be, yeah, and, and a space, a workplace. Um, yeah, I've, I've struggled over years. I know you definitely did. We were chatting about that. Um just nastiness and it's not necessary why the hell you know the more the merrier that's how I was brought up my parents Mm -hmm. always said that if if we had some friends drop in it's like the more the merrier everyone can stay everyone have 
dinner. Everyone yeah. have lunch. And that's how I brought my kids up in my household. Um, I love it. I still struggle with not over-catering. I, um, I get in trouble often, but I just love to prepare food and have a massive spread. Um, but to, yeah, I, I think one of my pushes with, with being passionate about accessibility is, is I just see that there is such an injustice that it's accepted that we allow that to happen and I really want it to change. I want yeah. people's mindset to change. I want people to be empowered and well, think, and invest a little bit more, you know. not I'm not yeah. just talking money. I'm talking about common sense. I'm talking yes. about respecting individuals. Mm. Um, and everyone deserves to feel welcome and deserves yeah. the same treatment as the other person. You, yeah, you and even like I think this year... Not just with COVID, mm. but this year has shown us about change and how how easy so mm. how easy it is to change the way we think, which is Agreed. what we would yeah. think necessarily would be hard. Like for example, the Black Lives Matter stuff. So yep. when yep. you know that happened, it's near the the beginning, like before COVID, just before COVID, I guess, or mm. at the start of COVID, when all that yeah. that happened. And then people just started to go, okay, this is not acceptable anymore. So we're not going to, um, like even voice actors, they stopped doing mm. um, voice acting for roles where they were white, but they were playing black people, you mm. know, so, mm. so they stopped that. People, bands, even Dixie Chicks stopped, you know, they dropped, they're, they're now ch the, the chicks, they dropped yep. Dixie because it's offensive. So, and it's like okay, so they've everyone's done all this awesome stuff, and the world hasn't the world hasn't blown up because like you know mm, yeah, everyone yeah. you know would normally think oh we're going to have to change all this stuff it's going to be the end of the world well no it's not it's actually been it's more inclusive and so even, even like you know, we're now coming to understand uh, to, coming to accept uh, well we now yeah, as a society accept like done. Uh, non-binary gender all the gender pronoun stuff that's that's acceptable to um mm. to you know it's we now understand that we need to if a person doesn't say so we need to ask them what their gender pronouns are and that's yeah. just a common courtesy so there's all these things now that we're, we're becoming more acceptable um and more accepting yeah. and we're understanding that doing so doesn't actually cost us anything and it just makes people feel more Included, so mm. what so that needs to happen in the disability community as well. I yeah. mean, other areas also, but yeah, absolutely. I don't see why, yeah, this need this kind of movement that we've mm. seen throughout those communities. We also need to see in the disability community because it's not going to, um, like, yeah, okay, I can understand that's going to cost a bit of money maybe to change some things, but in the end, you're going to make that back. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yeah, because you'll have so many people supporting you because they'll see they'll yeah. see what what is behind the business. Exactly. Exactly and right. Yeah. That that means everything, you know. If you've got a story, if you've got context behind those doors and you open them up and let people see what you're about and what's important to you, you'll be supported more and more. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest message to any business is just just making yourself aware of the little change that you can have, just little bit, bit by bit over time can just have so, so many returns for mm. you that yeah. most people aren't even aware because they haven't gone there yet. They yeah. just haven't tried it.
So, yeah. you know, if they just try it bit by bit, you don't have to pull down the whole facade and strip mm. strip the inside out. You, you yeah. can just make take away one table, make it more and spacious. And even like Yeah, and even like there was one thing um, and there was so like, for example, I'm in the wheelchair, um, mm. you know, and so like, yeah, place, touristy places that, you know, so, uh, a bit hit, hit and miss because of it. Mm. Um, and I'm used to that. I'm used to it with like, you know, he's waiting in the car whilst my family went and saw something because I couldn't get to it, whatever. That's fine. Mm. Um, but, yeah, there was this one time um, and I wanted to share this one was that um, I went, there's a place called Nelson, Nelson Falls and okay. Anyway, I was going through, so there was basically this walkway. So I went through this beautiful walkway in, in this forest um, and, you know, uh, it was flat. Uh, there was, it was beautifully paved. Um, and then for a second I, I stopped and I could hear this thing. In the, I heard this noise. I was like, oh. Anyway, I looked over to my right and there was, there was a waterfall. Uh, and this, I was like 20, 26 or something at the time. It was the first time I'd actually ever seen a waterfall in my life. Um, wow. And it was just like, wow, like, you know, just because, I, and I was really close to the waterfall as well. Um, mm. And just so, so, you know, by someone coming up with that design, you know, I was able to experience something that mm. I hadn't really been able to experience before. So just these little things. Like, so, so yes, it's about the money, but people need to think about what's the experience. What the what are people going to be gaining out of doing so? So they need to look at they need to look at what the positives are. So and I think as, as it, it, and I know it's hard for people to put themselves into other people's shoes when they so they don't, don't understand it. But that's what really needs to happen is when people are thinking about the cost of things. Um, yeah. They really do need to look at the benefits and and if they don't know, like if they can't figure out any, yeah, certainly just contact, yeah, people with disabilities and, yeah, get their insights because that's mm, the, mm. yeah. There's, yeah, there's, there's resources there to be educated, mm, you know, to, mm. to learn and, and half the time it wouldn't even take as much as what they're making an assumption it would. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, just about asking those questions is, yeah. is the first step, isn't it? Because I've had people go, oh, my God, it's so easy. I'm like, yeah. And be like, you know, so, yeah, it didn't actually make a big deal, did it? And they're mm. like, no. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yesterday when we were talking, I was thinking about this afterwards, um, you know, I was just talking about when, when you were young, going through teenage years at school and um, who would you, like reflecting back now, who was like a, a major role model for you when you, you were a young girl? Uh, hmm. I don't know. Um, but I do know that, like, I... I, I I didn't like school. Um, mm. I liked some subjects. Um, yeah. Overall, I just didn't like school um, because I thought I was stupid. Um, but too. then <laughs> now I realise yeah. it was more so the education. Mm. Not saying yes. anything about my, about my teachers, but it was just the education that I guess just wasn't sufficient. But, yeah, so for me, um, I didn't really think of uh, – having role models, but I do remember in, I was in like, I can think year nine or year 10 or something like that. 
and we spent some time, like there was a group of people with disabilities and we spent some time at Deakin University uh, on campus uh, mm. just for a night or so. And for me, it was kind of like oh, I, uh, university wasn't even something I was thinking of. I was just like, I want to get out of school and that was it. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So, and so for me, I, I got I got to sort of, um, yeah, meet a couple of people there and even though I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do, it was kind of like, oh, so there are, there are actually options out there for me. Um, mm. so that's when I sort of, so I wouldn't oh, say, cool. I don't know who those people were, but I'd probably say that kind of experience was probably mm. where I was like, hmm, okay, yeah. you know, so I have to think about things, yeah. That's, that's, that's really cool because you obviously it opened your eyes a bit more. Mm. Sorry? Obviously it opened your eyes a bit more in the sense of yeah. uh, giving you the exposure of, well, you know, these you have options. You yeah. have opportunities. You, you yeah. can do anything. You don't need to, you know, stay in that box where it might have been prior presumed you needed to be. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you can you can stretch out and do whatever you want to achieve. Which Yeah, absolutely. Know, and I think for me, like I would say overall my biggest role model has probably been Stella Young is like, just like listening to Stella Young's speeches mm. and the way she spoke, it was just like, you know, there were so many hell yes moments when I'm like, oh, just so, yeah, and she's really sort of, I use a lot of her quotes in my presentations because they are what basically underpins a lot of why I do what I do and mm. and how I approach things the way I do, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. cool. Cool. Well, thank you very yeah, much for um, coming on today and having a chat. It's been really, really yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, so, and especially considering how much you spoke yesterday, it's really good, good to see that we could just, I think we could speak for hours, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I feel so, um, No, it's been great. Just, uh, before we leave, can you just tell yeah. people where to find you? I'll, I mean, I'll yeah. share your stuff. I've shared your stuff on social media. But, yeah, yeah if you could just yeah. let people know where to find you and, um, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, well, we've got, so our website is Access Advisor. So it's www.accessadvisor.com.au. Um, and also I'm, I'm on LinkedIn, um, so uh, Access Advisor Australia, mm -hmm. um, Access Advisor Oz, I believe it is, on LinkedIn. Uh, we've also got a Facebook page uh, and a Twitter page as well. So if you, you pop those in. Um, some people go first to Access Advisor uh, UK, which is Rob. So if you get to Rob's page, say hi. Drop a, ah, hello, yes. drop a hello from Australia for him. He is a, a really awesome human being. Um, and um, and then from there, yeah, you'll be able to, to find us because we, we partner up and he has given me immense support over the years and encouragement and, um, yeah, a, a lot of direction. So um yeah well while i've got the platform i definitely want to say hello and thank you to rob because i wouldn't be here without him that's the truth so um yeah, yeah. But thank you I've, I've loved it it's been really really great first experience yes i hope it wasn't too obvious for everyone it was my first no well it would have been obvious for me i'm <laughs> this is the first live chatting with someone so yeah, i mean yeah they've been obvious for me because i've had a few yeah. A few hiccups at the start, but there, there is one thing I want to do. Um, for mm. people that don't know this particular platform that I'm using for the podcast, 
<clears throat> you can add audio effects and music. So there is, I, I just, I just, I want to toy with these at the moment. So I'm just going to mm. do something. One sec. All right, cool. Let me see if that's worked. Ah, there we go. Applause. And applause. So thank you very much. Okay, I love so, that. That's very cool. I'm feeling special now. Yes, <laughs> awesome. Thank you. You know, thanks very much. And everybody, uh, if you have any questions for Melissa or I, just uh, leave them at the um, at the bottom of my socials or or um, Melissa's socials. Um, yep. And Absolutely. yeah, I'll catch you next week. All right. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you, Thanks. Ansley. Goodbye, thank everyone. You. Bye.